fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We are here to highlight the athletes from the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And with us today, and I hope I get her last name right, it is Madison Drader. Yes, not Drar, Drader. <laughs> Drader. We've laughed about from a few other, other people saying Drar, but... Okay. Yeah, it seemed seemed pretty straightforward, so I went for it. Um, sometimes I ask before we come live what the pronunciation is. Sometimes it's fun to mess it up and be corrected. Um, but I'm glad I hit that one out of the park. So there we you go. Did. Knocked it out. <laughs> yeah, I I still can't say Freya Mooseburger. I did whatever. see those clips. I'm not yeah. great with last names either. So I, I never, um, yeah, if someone gets my name wrong, I just, I laugh it off. I'm not, I'm not always the best. So. Well, and we've become a very heavy Canadian show. I don't know how that's happened. You guys are just so friendly and willing to come on the show. Uh, so like of the athletes we're following this season, we have like um, Sydney Michalition, we have Emily Rolf, we have Carolyn Prevo. Like we are like Canadians everywhere. Love that. Those are some um, powerhouse female names. So from Canada, yeah. it's awesome. Is there a sense of pride in Canada with crossfitting? You like the Canadian um, crossfitting females, especially, well, even males like are becoming fairly dominant in the sport. Uh, I would say so for sure. We love when a, a Canadian can can yeah rep their own, and we're always excited, especially like um, from Western Canada. I think like Brent Fukowski, um, like Emily Rolf, yeah, like those are who I'm always at Valner, at Pat, yeah. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah, and Sydney's even from the Western side. Is she? Yeah. Well, my, my Canadian geography is probably not at an elite level, but uh, Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, yep. Yep. That would be, I guess too. I'm always like, I'm even sometimes pigeonholed in my, um, like of where I am in Canada. Right. Cause I'm in Alberta, but, and I, I just, they always think BC and Alberta, but yeah, there's a whole other. Yeah. Yeah. So you are with, so I'm going to start with this. You represented Canada in functional fitness. I did. Yeah. I got to do that. So talking about Canadian pride, you got to represent your country. And did you go to Sweden to do that? I did. I got to go to Malmo, Sweden. What was that experience like? Um, yeah, it, it was exciting. It, it was cool, like you said, to represent um, Canada. Um, 
it was kind of, I guess, like my first like entry into individual competition in kind of that like higher caliber kind of a piece. So um, yeah, that was really exciting. I mean, like CrossFit has allowed me to go to some really cool places and experience the world in, in ways like I never necessarily thought I would. So um, yeah. So for our listeners, what's the difference between CrossFit and functional fitness? You know what? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think kind of the idea behind the Functional Fitness Federation is that they have like more standardized events with the goal of eventually going into the Olympics. So they would have kind of parameters set out um, with like an endurance-based, a strength-based test, a power output, a gymnastics or body weight in which they would have to have those tests in every competition. Um, But essentially, like you're still training the same. The events are still very similar. Um, So I would say like as far as like the movements and like the tests and stuff, it didn't really vary that much from what you would typically see in a CrossFit competition. Um, but yeah, just more, more is known for sure. Pardon? Yes. More is known for sure. Exactly. Right. Cause you have, you know, those tests are, are coming um, in those like sp- with those specific parameters. Yeah. Yeah. With that, you're not sitting there refreshing your phone waiting for the next two events to drop. Right. <laughs> Who said I was refreshing my phone? <laughs> I've talked to a lot of athletes. <laughs> you, you would have to be um, one of the outliers if you were not. Yes, definitely was excited for the workouts to get released. <laughs> so before we finish up on functional fitness, when you represent Canada, like as a team, do you do all the events or can you specialize? Yeah, you would do all the events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like grid league where you can substitute in and out different people and yeah. Okay, cool. No, it was like, it's very similar to like an individual cro- CrossFit competition. So representing Canada as an individual doing all of, all of the events, um, And then there's also like the team events too, similar to CrossFit. Okay. So it, it is, I like that because it, it keeps the well-roundedness in each athlete essential. You can't just be a big, strong person that can clean and forget about the endurance and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, wouldn't it be nice someone sub someone in for my run for me, but (laughs) Yeah. So, so you are up there in Canada and you are one of the many, many, many OPT athletes that have made it on to semifinals. Um, We've got, we've got to talk to a lot of them. Um, What's it like training with a group that's that good? Um, Yeah. I mean, you never want to be like, what is it? 
the big fish in a small pond. <laughs> um, right? You never want to be like the best person at your gym. So getting to train with with other athletes who all have like different abilities or and are better at you in different areas like say like gymnastics lifting running like for me there's someone that's better than me in all of those areas and so always having someone to kind of like push against or you know try to like level up to um yeah like that's I would say like that's priceless right um and then along with that is there's like that competition side that levels you up, but then there's also like that camaraderie and friendship side um, of like, these guys are my teammates and they help get, get me through the hard days or the tough times. Right. So um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, honestly, yeah, priceless. I feel like really lucky to, to be surrounded by such incredible athletes. So I, I asked Hannah and I asked Matt about trash talking. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, they say they trash talk with each other when given the opportunity. Are, do you take part in trash talking or are you, are you just like the nice person that gets along with everybody? <laughs> I would be a terrible trash talker. Like I'm just, I'm not witty enough to come up with some stuff. But I am known to maybe say something out of line here and there that gets misinterpreted a different way, which can, yeah, also honestly be taken as trash talk. Um, if I'm giving anyone a hard time, it would be Matt Brady, right? Because he's kind of the, the solo guy that we all get to, to bug a little bit. But yeah. So you, you, you work full time. So you're doing, you're doing all this while working full time. And I have to admit, I don't know if you've ever seen this, um, a show called Parks and Rec yeah. here in the States. Yeah. So the minute I was researching you, I was like, oh my gosh, that that's her. <laughs> and so, so you are actually um, over. And I think you actually reverse it like recreation and park in Alberta. Yeah. So what, what is that job like and what does it entail? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually, within working for Alberta recreation and parks association, I actually work for their health promotion program. So I leaned more towards health promotion necessarily than recs and park. Um, but I still do love that show. So shout out. That's, that's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah. And what we do within the health health promotion side is I like support and work with communities to increase um, like healthy living in their communities. So I get to um, support them through like resources, uh, events, educational opportunities, um, kind of like all sorts of things. So it's hard to kind of put my job into a few words, but overall it, it's an incredible job. It, it's a ton of fun. I'm always learning, doing something new, having my hand in a 
few different pots, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so is it from everything to educate from education to building up facilities to promote health and fitness? Yeah. So we are kind of like the middle man where we are middle person where we work um, with those people who then go out and are on the ground doing the work you could say um, our mandate is more healthy eating active living so those are kind of more of what what we lean towards and yeah we can like I'll work with anyone from um, in the health and wellness space to like recreation managers to community development yeah all sorts of different things so the thing that popped into my head and, and this could be totally off base, but I live here in Columbus, Ohio, and we have a, a CrossFit gym downtown and right out its back doors is a big Metro park. And they have spent, I don't know how much money to make an obstacle course trail. And there's like a climbing wall and there's like everything you can imagine to do outdoors for fitness and then the CrossFit gym holds competitions there. Yeah. Like in the middle of that park. Is that, is that something you would see in one of your parks or you're more in the healthy eating? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Actually parks is something we were trying to like get more of a focus on. Cause I would say we're, we do link more towards like recreation and, and sometimes like the park piece parks piece falls off a little bit for us. Um, but definitely like figuring out how to get all of the people kind of at the table to make something like that happen is what we would do. Right. So how do you get like the parks people and then the CrossFit people and everyone to, to eventually have a competition in, in the park like that. So that's kind of, yeah, we're like supporting all those people to come together in a way. Now, now it's making sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just kind of like in the business world, like I used to have a job where I was the middle person between the tech team and the business user. Like, and I had to translate everything yeah. between the two groups. Yeah, exactly. Like we're just like really that support piece. Um, kind of for everyone and exactly. So with this being your job, do you like being outside? Yeah, for sure. I love, love being outside. Um, I mean, CrossFit and like training. So having a full-time job and then training as much as I, I do to compete takes up a lot of time so I do have some friends who like they love um I'm thinking of one friend in particular she's always giving me a hard time because she's like let's go for a hike let's go biking let's do this and I'm like well I just got done my three-hour session I need to rest and recover <laughs> um however like I do love yeah being outside doing all those things and I see myself when I'm done CrossFit um, not done CrossFit, but when I see myself done, not competing as much as I am or putting as much time in, um, spending more time, like doing those types of outdoorsy things. 
Okay. Yeah, I did. Is that a way? You still have to decompress, right? Like working full time and training full time. You need you need those moments where you just kind of get away. Yeah. And yeah. Is is being outside that for you, or is it something else? Yep, for sure. Yeah, fair fair enough. I guess I was thinking outside is like going on these like adventures, but definitely I just love being out being outside in general for sure. And you're you're a dog lover? Yes. Yeah, I have a dog named Zoe. Um, she's turning three on May 20th. So yeah, she's she's amazing. I wasn't a huge dog person before we got her. Me and my partner Ryan um, got her. But after getting her, I'm like obsessed. <laughs> that was my wife. Yeah. My wife was not a dog person. We got a dog and now nobody can touch the dog the right way. My wife is so overprotective. Yeah, I it's really funny. My partner's always giving me a hard time. Um but I I just love her so much and I really can't imagine life without a dog. Cuz yeah, like that going outside piece like yeah, walk, taking her for walks, it's like such a perfect way to get outside. Yeah, yeah. I can see that totally. So you grew up as a multi-sport athlete, I read, um, in high school. So what is that athletic background of yours? Yeah. Um, so I actually grew up on a, a ranch, a cattle ranch. So I grew up barrel racing and going to rodeos and horseback riding. Um, and then I played like a few different sports, like say in, in junior high, um, like I played baseball or softball, um, basketball, like volleyball and badminton, but nothing high level, like very much just for fun. And then in high school, I only played basketball. Um, again, like not at a, like I wouldn't consider it a high level. Like I maybe practiced a few times a week, had a few games a few times a week. Uh, absolutely loved the sport. Um, but from, yeah, from playing basketball and barrel racing, I don't think I ever like necessarily considered myself um, like a multi-sport athlete in that kind of a way. Okay. So how did CrossFit fall in your lap? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I spent a few years after high school just having the time of my life. <laughs> no. um, you know, I kind of got into like, not got into, I just, you know, partying kind of, um, yeah, not taking, you know, not um, playing sports anymore, right? You kind of, you're in high school playing sports and then you stop high school and there's nothing really you're doing anymore. And so it was really just kind of missing that like active, active piece. So I kind of not stumbled, actually, a close friend of mine had told me about CrossFit for a couple years and I kind of kept like brushing it off. Um, and 
and yeah eventually one one day I was like okay I need to like get my shit together essentially <laughs> and get back into like like some active living whatever and I joined a, a little CrossFit gym in Brooks and then the rest is history. <laughs> you you've been doing the open for a long time. Yeah. Like you you signed up in 2015. Um so that's a, that's a long time ago. You actually went to regionals on a team? Yeah. So when I started CrossFit, I always tell people like I was so a so out of shape and had really no strength or endurance background other than like what I had like playing basketball and basketball practices. So when I started, um, like I could barely jump onto like, I think the 14 inch box was like a big deal. Like I used the black bands for like pull-ups, like the thick black bands, <laughs> you know, like I used, yeah, I used like the 15 pound barbell, um, yeah, so I like literally was starting from like ground zero. So yeah, I started in 2015. I was doing like the open, but it was never really with like this thought of like, okay, one one day I'm gonna compete. Um, so it was kind of like a few years down the road that I was like, okay, maybe now I wanna like try to compete. And then that's when I started taking things a little bit more seriously. And then I had started with my coach at Optimum Performance Training in 2017. And that's when things like really changed for me. And who is your coach there? Uh, Michael Fitzgerald. Okay. So in 17, is that when the switch flipped and you said, I could be good at this and maybe I should try to compete. Yeah, I think it was like, exactly. It was like, I, I, I wanted, I always wanted, I was in class doing classes and I always wanted a little bit more. I'm like, I want to get better at gymnastics. I want to get better at this. Right. And, and the class programming was just maybe, like it wasn't enough for what I really needed to get the, to get better at. And so that's when I like searched out the individualized programming um, and found, yeah, exactly. Found Michael, started doing that programming, which was like, like night and day different for me. I don't think I always make a joke. I'm like, I don't think I had done a workout longer than 10 minutes prior to starting with him um so exactly like I started with him and it was definitely with like the aspirations of like I wanted to go to regionals so when I did start with him I had already had that like goal you know I, I started and I was like that was kind of my sit down goal with him and then you went on a team in in 2018 yeah. and you got to you got to compete at regionals what would what was that experience like? Yeah, so that was kind of a crazy year because it was the year that the West, Canada West, went from having 20 qualifying individual spots to only five. And so I came in like 
21st or 22nd. Um, so potentially, and I didn't like redo any of the workouts or do it as if, right. Cause I knew I wasn't going to get top five. Um, but it was just like, it was kind of like that, oh, dang year, because if they would have still had the 20, like there potentially could have been the, the potential that that happened. Um, and then without even like really trying, I shouldn't say trying, without, without the thought that we might have a team, it worked out that there was enough of us that did well enough at OPT that we were able to send a team. So in a way, it was like I still kind of got to, you know, do my goal of going to regionals, but not in maybe like the same capacity as I wanted as an individual. Um, but it was still like it was really exciting. It was it was so much fun. So then you have this goal of going to regionals and they take them away. I know. <laughs> And I noticed on your, on the leaderboard, like you're open, you stop doing the open. Yeah. Yeah. Were you that upset that regionals went away that you're like, I'm done. <laughs> no, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> I just like have had kind of a, like a wild, I don't want to say wild, kind of just like my journey has been up and down to get to this point. Um, so after the regionals, yeah, we didn't like, no one knew what was happening in 2019. Like no one knew. And I was like, I think I just needed some time off anyways. Cause I think in 2019, the open was in like November. It was, it was both in 2019. Oh we had the spring one and then the games and then another open right after it yeah. with this full sanctional season. And then half, like a, <laughs> what, a quarter into the sanctional season, COVID hits. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually got to compete in 2019. Like that's when I did the international functional fitness. So that was kind of the, the change for me. So I got to do that, which was really exciting. And in a way it felt kind of like regionals, you know, kind of like doing that. And then in 2020, I did qualify for a sanctional. So again, I mean, I kind of made my dream of going to regionals a thing, but not actually. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of keep seeing how like I'm so close, but not there because yeah, I qualified for that sanctional, but it ended up not happening in 2020 because of COVID. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah. then, so then you jump back in in 22 and 23. Yeah. And um and that's when that's when things get a little crazy. Because tw 23, you said you almost almost were making it, but in 23 you were just outside like the cut line. Yeah. So what was it like waiting to see how many backfill spots there were? And were you going to get the invite? Um, it actually makes me emotional to talk about it. <laughs> um, it's funny. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. It, it was like devastating, honestly, like, um, 
I didn't know what was going to happen. Me and my coach both didn't know because I had actually had such like poor training leading up to it. Um, Like my training just wasn't great. My numbers weren't great. Like I wasn't performing in a way that we know that I have before and I could. So when we went into to quarterfinals, it was really just like a effort over everything and, you know, give it all we got. And hopefully, hopefully I land on the right side. And I unfortunately didn't. Um, yeah, I, I was 65th. And as people know, you needed to be top 60. So I was heartbroken. You know, I had especially like as you can see over the years I've been like I've had all those like close calls um but then as the days kind of shook out we realized that there's some people going team um I got bumped up a spot because of some um I guess leaderboard adjustments at one point I was in 61st and then, you know, the, the, I know it was crazy. I was like in 61st, 63rd. Um, so yeah, that's a really long way of saying that it was so an emotional time. <laughs> we opened up this show about refreshing your phone about workouts. How often did you refresh your phone with the leaderboard? Okay. Waiting so to you, see? Okay, so the the workout thing, it's like, yeah, maybe I've refreshed my phone like a few times. The leaderboard, it literally was every like minute. I could not concentrate at work. Um, I was, yeah, and people were also like, people are so supportive of me. So of course they're messaging me too, right? They're like, oh, you moved into 60 second. Oh, like, I think you're gonna make it. I found some people that are, are going teen. So I think you're gonna make it and like, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So you, you have the low of being just outside. And then at some point you get the email from CrossFit saying yeah. you're getting a backfill position. Yeah. How high did that high go? Well, like, yeah, it was, it sounds cheesy. Like sometimes because I'm like, putting so much into going to semifinals, it's, you know, it's a, a huge accomplishment. Thank you. <laughs> like, like people, like you are one of 300 people in the world that got an invite. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, it, the, the high I felt when I finally got the, the invitation was something I've been chasing for a very long time. So I would say like nothing, yeah, nothing could like necessarily really compare. Like it was, it was just like the best feeling in the world. I FaceTimed my friends. I, <laughs> it was like 9 PM so, on a Friday. <laughs> so, and th I'm, I hope this is not hyperbole, but, in your life thus far, is this that was that the biggest moment in your life thus far? Yeah, I would say when from like um, athletic or like right like sports related moment, 
a hundred percent. I mean, apart from that, yeah, even it might even just be in life because of how much time, effort, energy, years have gone into this. Well, and I, and I say up till this point, cause you have a yeah. lot of life to live yeah. or big <laughs> moments could be coming. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I understand that this is just an athletic event, but you're, you're not to the point where some of the bigger things that come in life. So I'm yeah, just giving no, you up would, this point. I think that that's honestly like, uh, a fair thing to say. Um, cause again, when I think about like how much has gone into this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm always like a very honest person and like, I won't downplay like how much time effort, you know, it's even taken me to get to semifinals. Like it's, it's huge. So. So I want to, I want to say, you said coming into two quarters, you weren't having the best training you've now had some time from quarters to semis, you know, two years ago, I'm just going to point this out. Bailey rail was a backfill to semifinals and made it to the games and made it in top 20. Right. So there, there are stories where people have taken a backfill position a long way after this point. So one what is your, how has your training been since quarters? Are, are we on an uptick? Yeah, definitely we're on an uptick. Um, the most like stressful part or time of year for my job is from December to March. Cause I actually, um, I uh, plan a, an event for about 150 people um, a three-day event, a, a conference, actually. And so I literally held that conference the week before quarterfinals, um, where, like, I don't get to stay in my own bed, have my own routine, workout, et cetera, right? I'm very much, like, on work mode, working, like, 14 to 16-hour days, along with, like, all the overtime worked leading up to that. Um, so it's just like my, my career, um, and training, like don't really align that great at that time, which is why my training was kind of a a train wreck leading into quarters. But after that, my, my workload is like decreased a ton, the stress from work, right? The event's over. So, um, I really get to put that focus back into training and it's just been amazing it's been, I mean, I've, I've accomplished my goal and everything else from here is just like, let's go, let's have fun. Let's enjoy training. Let's just give it all I have with like n- not a lot of pressure. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you explained that because it's good that it wasn't from like an injury or, or just overall fatigue or something like that. Like you had another commitment, another priority that kind of took time away. Yeah. But I, I would also say the, like the way I handled the stress, um, 
from work definitely like led to a lot of fatigue around training and me just not being able to like um, express maybe my full fitness within training kind of leading up. So, so. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a life coach question now. Yeah. Semifinals regionals has been your goal for a very long time. How much added stress to the work stress do you put on that weekend to make it to that goal? I mean, yeah, it's a huge weekend. I think about it. I've thought about it from the moment it ended in 2022 to 2023. Like, I think that that's what I think about every single time I step into the gym. Um, yeah, it's, it's huge. So, <laughs> so now, so now this huge boulder has been lifted off your shoulders because you have a, you have reached the goal. And like you said, now it's all gravy, right? Now it's, now you're in bonus time. Literally. <laughs> where anything that happens at this point is just icing on the cake. And you, I, I think I've used every cliche now. And, and that you can just go have fun and let loose. And who knows what that means? Exactly. And honestly, I think I compete the best when that is, like when I am having fun and I'm enjoying it. And that doesn't mean that I'm not still taking it seriously and there's not still like 100% effort because effort is something that I prioritize over everything. Um, but yeah, like the mix of like having so much fun and, and with that weight off my back, um, it just, it it makes this experience like so so great. So I was going through your Instagram today. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I, I noticed is you, you smile as much as anybody I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I do. Smile and there, there, there is, um, there is one video I'm trying to find. I thought, I thought I had it up and now it's not there. Um, shoot. You are, you are cleaning. Uh, where's it? I think this is it. Here we go. Okay. Can I pause? No, I can't pause. All right. I'm going to share my screen. So it's up for everybody. But what I love about this, and I'm going to wait till your celebration is over. Okay. So, well, there's oh, part of the celebration. <laughs> so the, the, the bounce hop dance thing that you do at the end of this like you, you watch this and you can't help but smile <laughs> and you're just, everybody's jumping. Everybody's jumping. <laughs> yeah. So that is kind of like goes back to me talking about how like leading up to quarterfinals, like my training had just been like, so, so hard. Like I had just been going through such a low and this is um, actually the CrossFit gym I coach at, CrossFit, uh, Bedrock CrossFit. And the owner, her name is Amanda Tausko. And she had, she had an idea of how, like what I had been going through. And so I hit that PR and like, I just couldn't believe it. 
she she knew what I had gone through. Um, and so, yeah, it just the reaction of like jumping up and down, just it happened. Like it was like an out of body experience. <laughs> um, we just like couldn't control ourselves. Like, yeah. And like every picture I looked at, you have this smile on your face. Yeah. One, whoever took this picture needs an award. It is an, my daughter just graduated with her photography degree. And I, I look at a lot of pictures. This thing is epic. Yeah. It, the, the, the shadows and the shading on this are perfect. Um, but yeah, you just, you always look this happy. Is, <laughs> is the gym your happy place? Yeah. The gym, like honestly changed my life. Like I said, after high school, I was kind of like going down maybe like a rough path. Um, I don't, I don't speak on it a ton, but like I've definitely dealt with depression a lot in my life. And um, like the gym is ultimately what, what saves me from that for sure. So I have been there. Yeah, I think lots of so, people have. So, it's, yeah, it's just there's something about the community in a CrossFit gym that help lift you up when you need it most. The and now I'm gonna tear up. It, yeah, the community is touched. It's like the community in itself has like saved me so many times. Um, they've they've given me a place where I feel like I can be authentic. I can be myself. Right. Like that's so cool. Um, the, the best thing about a CrossFit gym is whether you're lifting an empty barbell or you're lifting 250 pounds, you fit in. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. That's whether you, whether you're using the thick black band to do a pull up yes. or you're doing butterfly pull ups everybody fits in yeah everybody's exactly. working just as hard yeah that's that's the piece i love is when you like stop and just take a breath and look around in the crossfit gym and you just know like we're all i know some people don't like to use this word but like suffering together you know we're all putting in time and work together and it doesn't matter what level you're in you're at um like everybody's working hard and it, it's so cool. When you don't experience the suffering, you can't appreciate the, the good times. Right. Honestly, it, it, you have to know both sides of the pendulum. You just, yeah. you have to. Yeah. There's like this quote, something like, you know, my darkest, my darkest moments like have led me to right my my highest highs or whatever and I'm like it's it's so true like um I think maybe that is why like in those pictures when you see me smiling or like so happy it's like when I'm on like those high moments it's like I'm just taking them in um, I'm so thankful for them well I, I could keep talking to you all afternoon, but I want to respect your time. Um, I didn't even get a, to backpacking across Europe. Oh yeah, um, that was. A thing. So I'm 
I may have to have you back. Yeah, I definitely frolicked around Europe for a good a good few months. Because um, I would love to hear that story. Um, so we've got to have you back at some point. Yeah. Um, so I will put that in my notebook to do that. And I will be in Pasadena. Yay, so awesome. I will be there uh, cheering you on. But what I want to encourage you is just like you do every day in the gym and you smile and you soak it all in. You made it. Thanks. Yay. This weekend is for you. <laughs> this weekend in Pasadena is for you to just soak it all in. Thank you. I'm yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to go walk on, on the comp floor. I was making a joke. I was like, I'm just going to walk out on the comp floor and just give a wave. A smile. <laughs> like I've made it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, well, I'm really is, these North American semis are sold out. So it's going to be a packed house. Are they? Actually? This is your rock. This is your rock show. <laughs> Literally. Right. I better start. Um, yeah. Preparing myself for that. Cause <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome and just enjoy every second of it. Thank Cause you. you made it. Thank you. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to let a Madison go and thank you so much to everybody who's been listening and we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Mm -hmm.